Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Yes, it is me. And yes, this is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young onset Parkinson's called Rebound. Last I checked, it was still doing very well among newly released basketball books. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook type? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's Foundation, supporting those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. So here it is. Deep breath. The beginning of the daily but slightly shorter version of On the Ball. Heard enough or heard from enough of you to make the switch, at least for now. Here's what I'm thinking. It makes perfect sense with the playoffs just around the corner and battle for seeding underway to go daily. If and when things cool down in the offseason, I may return to a longer weekly pod and then go daily again when everything heats up again. Sound fair? Good. If you're expecting me to talk about the latest on LeBron, and for a guy who just returned to the court, at least for a little while, he certainly said and did a lot in that short span that merits being discussed... You're going to have to wait a couple days, but that is the beauty of this new format. You won't have to wait an entire week. I just think there will be even more to discuss after the Lakers face the Clippers this week, maybe the Clippers and the Blazers, depending on when I broach the subject. Uh, there'll be more to discuss, more to chew on then than as of right now. I'd rather talk about someone or something that no one seems to be talking about right now. And that's Giannis Antetokounmpo's worthiness to win a third consecutive MVP title. I just received in the email today my ballots for all of the awards. I will be filling them out for the, I don't know, 27th, 28th time. I'm aging myself in doing this, but I've been doing it for a while. And so I've Got a breadth of experience in how these things go. I am 
Uh, actually, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that Giannis is not getting any more attention than he is. I've got Magic Johnson piping up about Nikola Jokic deserving this year's award because he's been the most consistent performer this season. And Kendrick Perkins yapping about Chris Paul not only being in the race, but that he should be the favorite to win it. Calm down, Perk. And yet I'm not hearing from anyone, not the talk shows, not the numbers crunchers, no one, about the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, it's not hard to see why. It's because no one thinks that he deserves to win three in a row. And he's won the last two. And if he wins three in a row, that now puts him in the category of Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, and Larry Bird. Now, I actually don't have a problem with putting him in that kind of company, but considering the disappointment over what they have and haven't done the last two years in the postseason, that is certainly coloring things. After the Bucks flamed out uh, in the last two years, my sense is those who voted for Giannis or co-signed him being MVP are feeling some kind of way. Guilty. Let down. Betrayed. One of those. Maybe all of them. I, of course, feel no such burden because I told anyone who would listen for the last two years that he wasn't the MVP and he did not receive my vote. Vote. Not the top slot on my ballot anyway. That went to James Harden two years ago and LeBron James last year, which is why I have no problem potentially putting him at the top of my ballot this year. I say potentially because I haven't drilled down completely on exactly how I will fill out my MVP ballot and every other ward this year. That said, I feel that it is wrong to allow previous years or previous playoff runs to influence the voting for this particular season. To me, that's why the voting has been has gone wrong as often as it has. There's always either makeup calls being made or uh, prejudices set for <laughs> for awards given. Uh, but over the last couple of days, I, with the back-to-back games against the Brooklyn Nets, Giannis put on full display why he's a better MVP candidate this year than the last two years. He did everything that I've been waiting for him to do. Up until this point, he has been voted in, I presume, because of his numbers and uh, analytics. And that doesn't take into account, takes into account how much. It doesn't take into account when or how. And now he's answering those things in terms of when he's hitting shots. I'll just give you some examples from the uh, the first game uh, against the Nets. It's the end of the third quarter. Giannis gets the ball, double teamed in the corner. Now, didn't panic, kind of waited it out. Landry Shamit drops off. Now, dry, uh, Jeff Green is the only one guarding him. As soon as he sees that, he drives to the paint, pivots, now Kevin Durant comes to help because he's about to go to what has become a pretty predictable and dependable 
little jump hook. KD sinks to double-team him. Giannis kicks it to Drew Holiday for a wide-open three. Drew Holiday misses. But because all of the attention is still either with Giannis or recovering to Drew, Brooke Lopez now has a putback. He misses the putback. Most people would look at it and go, well, that, what does that prove? Why, why would you demonstrate that? Because his poise, not once but twice, created two different easy opportunities. And it's the kind of poise and place that he needs to be operating from, which is below the free throw line, that the Bucks need in the postseason and that will make a difference this time around. It's what we didn't see when he was there previously. One, he wasn't a threat with that jump hook or any shot in the mid-range. Uh, either didn't have confidence in it or simply wouldn't take it. Now he will. And as a result, teams, defenses have to react to him once he gets into that space. And now the trick is, when do I take the shot? When do I absorb the attention and then kick it for someone else? If he continues to do that, more often than not, either Drew Holiday is going to make the three or Brooke Lopez is going to make the putback. Uh, his, his Giannis's aggression in, in the mid post. Uh, another example, early in the fourth. He gets to the middle of the paint. Green sticks with him. Again, KD sags. And now Drew is open for another three, which he makes. Out of the timeout, subsequent, Kevin Durant drills a three. Giannis comes right back the other way and drills his own own three he did that twice in that game now part of it is that both possessions showed nets and the nets defense being sloppy drew was left open because kd Kyrie, and landry shamit didn't communicate next possession though Giannis gets to the middle again step back jay fouled by kevin durant Knocks down both free throws. Straight line drive. He misses the layup, but Jeff Green gets hurt, non-contact on the play. Then, next possession, Giannis tries to drive on Blake. He doesn't get to where he wants to go. Circles back up, sizes him up, attacks again, gets a step baseline, and hits a reverse layup. The biggest change for me in all of these is that he never looked tentative or scared, and he never handed off the responsibility to somebody else. I can't tell you how many times over the last couple years I would watch, and they would give Giannis a shot, and maybe he'd score, maybe he wouldn't. But if he didn't score, he was not trying to go again. Chris Middleton, Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe when he was on the team, I'll, I'll let somebody else go do this. That's not where he is now. He's taking that responsibility on himself. Uh, and look, I hate to bring this up because it shouldn't be about numbers or what he's done previously, but his offensive numbers and ratings are equal or higher than they were the last two years. His assists are the same as they were the last two years. And last I checked, his turnovers had gone down. Again, simply because he's being more decisive. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Now, I have nothing against Nikola Jokic as... MVP, MVP candidate. My greatest issue is that Giannis doesn't seem to even be getting consideration. And no matter how you measure it, Giannis should certainly be in the conversation, if not winning the award this year, based on performance this year alone. The numbers, you can sort them out. Uh, Jokic has a better three-point percentage, uh, averages more assists, but is not the two-way player that Giannis is. Giannis leads him, surprisingly, in rebounds and blocked shots and in shooting percentage inside the three-point arc. I also think it's valuable that while Giannis shoots a lower percentage from the free-throw line, he actually attempts and makes more free-throws overall. That is an important element in terms of getting to the line, putting the other team in foul trouble, and conditioning the referees for when you get to the postseason that, yeah, I get fouled a lot. That's the only choice they have in stopping me. There's a couple other, other statistics we could go back and forth on. I could say that that's a wash. But for the same reason that Chris Paul, who doesn't have the numbers, is being touted as an MVP candidate, that's where Giannis has it over Jokic in a big way. This is, again, with something I've appreciated in the, what I've seen with Giannis this season that I haven't seen to this degree in previous seasons. And that is that he is the emotional leader of the team. Bucks struggled coming out of the gate. And there was one guy who continued to beat the drum to say, we're doing some things different. Yes, we're struggling. We just need to stay with it because it will make us a better playoff team. He was the one who carried the water for that. Jokic is known as the Joker. He's a fun guy, but he's not an emotional leader. I dare say it's why, for all of the Nuggets' success this year, they've lost twice to the Wizards, twice to the Warriors, and three times to the Sacramento Kings. Who is it? particularly now that Jamal Murray is injured, who is it that is going to rally the troops when their effort isn't great enough? Jokic himself has said he came in as probably the most unfit player to ever be drafted in the NBA. He's done a, a much better job of getting fit, but that's kind of who he is. That can't be your guy. If you are going to play for championships, your best player has to be your hardest worker. Not just your most talented, your hardest worker. And Giannis clearly is that. I've always believed that. And I've had people, coached him, who have said, he's not afraid. He'll get there. He can be your go-to guy. 
He'll figure it out. And I had a certain amount of doubt over the last couple years, especially with him being selected as an MVP because there's nothing that robs a player or anyone for that matter, their motivation than receiving awards and being recognized as maybe better than they actually are. I felt that might happen to Giannis. I'm not worried about that so much now, particularly after what I've seen this season. The thing that bothers me is that I was around and I was voting when Steve Nash won the MVP two years in a row. And it was very much the same thing. I didn't think he deserved it both years. There was one, I want to say that I thought Kobe deserved it. I can't remember who was the other year, but I thought one of the two, he shouldn't have won. But the third year was actually his best year. And as as far as comparing, comparing the three years, his field goal percentage was higher. His three-point shooting was higher. His assists per game were higher. But he was not going to win because no one wanted to put him in the rare air of being one of those guys who'd won three in a row with Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, and Larry Burt. Had a conversation about MVP with my FS1 colleague Chris Broussard on air, and he brought up that Nikola Jokic has the uh, the highest assist average since Ch- uh, Will Chamberlain among centers. And this is the problem with the numbers and looking at numbers, and I may have mentioned this elsewhere, looking at them in historic terms this season. Everybody's offensive numbers are up. The defense that is being played played right now is the worst that we've seen. Steve Kerr lamented about this the other day. Players don't box out. That leaves all sorts of free runs. There's all sorts of technical, fundamental things that don't show up necessarily on the individual box scores that are not being done by any number of players. I'll tell you, boxing out is no fun. Putting your body on somebody is no fun. It's effective, but it's not fun. But if somebody's not going to demand that you do it, it's like a pickup game. Who boxes out in pickup games? Other than the, <laughs> the guy who wants to stay on the court and may not be able to do anything else. But it's part of winning basketball. It's just not part of the basketball that's been played in the NBA this season. So it skews all the numbers. Jokic having the highest assist total when more points are being scored, when more shots are being taken, when less defense is being uh, played, provides the opportunity for huge numbers. And I'm not just picking on Jokic. Jason Tatum being the first Celtic since Larry Bird to score 60 in a game. Or what Steph Curry has been doing night in and night out for the last few weeks. Russell Westbrook and the phenomenal numbers that he's being that he's putting up. Uh, I don't want to take away from the achievement because it's not like everybody is doing it to the level that Russell or Steph or Jokic are doing. I'll, I'll give them credit within this season. They're doing it better than anybody else this season. But when we begin to conflate that in, they're to they're doing it better than anybody has ever done it in the history of the game, 
now we're allowing the numbers to speak more loudly than we actually should. As I said at the beginning, I have not filled out my ballot yet, and not 100% sure that Giannis will be at the top of my, my ballot, but I'm leaning that direction. I can tell you that as of right now, Jokic, Chris Paul, and Giannis Antetokounmpo will fill the first three slots on my five-person MVP ballot. Kawhi Leonard, Steph, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic are all candidates for the last two spots. Maybe one or two other people that pop up after I do all of my due diligence. But I think that's essentially it. The reason that I give Giannis the nod as of right now over Jokic is because of the intangibles that put Chris Paul in this conversation. And I do believe that those intangibles are indeed very important. But if you're going to talk about Chris Paul deserving it and look past the fact that the Phoenix Suns did go 8-0 in the bubble, even though they didn't make the playoffs, didn't earn them a playoff spot or a play-in spot, and that Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and the youth of their team doesn't uh, offer the possibility that Ayton and Booker and Bridges and all of those guys have improved on their own and would have even if Chris Paul weren't there and their record would have improved. Or the addition of Jay Crowder clearly had a huge impact on Miami last year and I believe has had a huge impact on the Phoenix Suns, not taking into account his addition. I just think it's way too simple, in short, to look at the improvement of the Phoenix Suns and immediately give all of the credit for that to Chris Paul. There are enough other factors, reasons, indicators to suggest that, yes, he, no doubt, big influence. The only influence? Sorry, can't go quite that far. All right, that does it for this first daily episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Uh, please rate and review the show, especially when it comes to this new format. Let me know what you think. In tomorrow's podcast, I am planning to delve into a story about LeBron that has not really been addressed by the mainstream media. And it is a very interesting one when it comes to LeBron James and his social justice positions. Something that Dennis Schroeder gave away in an interview with a German magazine hasn't really caught too many people's attention. I get the sense that maybe those who are dependent on LeBron and access to him are hoping that it kind of goes away. Or maybe, as one GM suggested to me, it's something that will hit hard for a 24-hour cycle and then go on its way. We shall see. But I'm planning on addressing it in the next 24-hour cycle. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.